We are so excited to share that DSO Connect is now on Patreon, where you can support us directly. Join as a patron and get exclusive access to a bonus podcast episode each month. Just five or ten dollars a month will be a huge help for us, and that's less than your monthly coffee budget. Has the DSO Connect podcast given you ideas and strategies to increase your studio's enrollment and retention? Have our weekly episodes encouraged you as a leader and an artist? Has the DSO Connect community group helped you and your business survive the pandemic? Our goal for DSO Connect and the podcast is to help as many studio owners as possible by delivering quality content and fresh new ideas each week. But we can't do that without your support. It takes equipment, software, expertise, money, and lots of time to produce our podcast. If you think our podcast has helped you gain or retain even just one student, that support pays for itself. To find out more and to become a patron, go to patreon.com and search for DSO Connect. Or check out our link tree at linktree.com slash DSO Connect. Thank you so much for your support. We can't do this without our community of studio owners. Hello and welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. How are you, Robin? Are you recovered from the retreat yet? I do feel like I'm finally coming out of my um, my coma. <laughs> yes, and then when you ladies left, I kind of went back into a little bit of a, a rest period because good our energy is very intense. And yeah, just having you guys here for a couple of days after the retreat was still intense. You know, it was yeah. like we still had so many ideas and we were still bouncing around things for DSO Connect. And um, when you guys left, as much as I was sad to see you go, I just, tr- I just kind of um, appreciated the silence in my yes. head. Yes. Good for you. Yeah. I got home on Wednesday night, Thursday. I, I did not set an alarm for my, well, I did. I set an alarm for myself for like 830 on Thursday morning. And I was like, uh, screw that. And I slept until 1:30. And then on Friday, I didn't have anything scheduled. And I got up at like nine and fed the, fed the animals and let the dogs out and then let them back in and went back to bed until 530 in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I was real tired. Yeah. And you got to take it where you can get it. Because mm-hmm. before you know it, your new season will be ramped up and you'll be yep. back on the treadmill again. Yep, absolutely. So I was very relieved to get home, but sad to leave Florida. Yeah, today's yeah. my last day. And um, we're, it's that, it's that pack-up day where you're yeah. slowly but surely like throwing food away and cleaning bathrooms. And <sighs> it's sad. And my, Wally and I are always like, we don't want to go. <laughs> so... But we're going. But you're going. Got to get back to life. Got to get this it, studio going. And your Florida house will still be there for you. It will. We'll be back yeah. in a couple weeks. Oh, good. So you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, what are we going to talk about today, Miss Casey? So today we're going to talk about how to um, bring back your clients, your students that were involved in your studio or registered for classes during that 2019-2020 season when COVID started. And maybe they weren't comfortable coming back this past season, the 2020 to 2021 season. Um, So we want to remind them of all the amazing benefits of our programs. We want to remind them of how much fun they had. Maybe maybe they were in the 2018-2019 season and they had that recital in 2019. We want to remind them of how much fun that was 
and all the connections that they've made with their classmates and how dance can be part of you know, going back to normal and, you know, reestablishing those connections. So we've got three ideas real quick. Let's go over them and then we'll dive into each one. So what are our three ideas, Robin? Well, the first one I'm super excited about because uh, was it Amanda or Heather? Who, Amanda. Amanda said that this has been working for her and I actually got it started and it's working. Google voice. Yes. And so that's our first one. Um, our second one is sending out postcards to um, dropped off families. And our third idea, Robin, is a open house concept that's going to be super easy, something you can do with your eyes closed. Exactly. So let's dive into each one of those. Um, so the Google Voice idea is, um, if you're not familiar, Google Voice is a free platform that Google provides where you can get a phone number, you can pick a phone number with your same area code, um, and you can make phone calls, send text messages, receive text messages, and receive phone calls through this separate phone number so that you can do it through an app on your phone or on your desktop and not have to give out your personal cell phone number. I know that so many people who are like my age, like the millennial generation, we don't like to talk on the phone. And even older than us, people just don't like to answer the phone if you don't recognize the phone number. I and know. then, yeah. And then people don't check their voicemail. So you can you can spend hours and hours and hours of administrative time and, and that payroll calling all these families and leaving voicemails, but they might not ever listen to them or they might listen to them in like December and then it's too late. Um, so texting is a great way to reach these younger parents and even not younger parents, because I think it's just so much easier. So you use um, Google Voice that you can keep your cell phone number anonymous, which is really important for setting those boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, and you can turn it off. So like when you're ready to no, no longer be accepting phone calls or text messages, um, you can turn off your notifications from Google Voice on your cell phone. So that's really nice. Um, and then turn it back on later. And then turn it back on later. Exactly. So does the um, custom or the, does the person on the other end get some sort of a message that says this person's not accepting? Um, I'm not exactly sure. I haven't dived into that, I, but probably, probably. Yeah, because you wouldn't want them to think that you're ignoring them. Right. Exactly. So I'm sure there's some way to set up in Google voice, just to, like to have a voicemail or something. Um, yeah. So that, um, so that people can reach out to you, but you don't have to, feel like you're always on call. Um, but Google Voice for texting is really great because you can do it from your computer. So you can have your front desk person have the Google Voice um, app open on your front desk computer, have them go through your list in your studio director or Jackrabbit or DSP, whatever it might be of, you know, families from 2018-2019 season or 2019-2020 season who haven't returned and just text them one at a time. And you can say something like, hey, Jen, it's Casey from AIM. We've missed you over the last, you know, however long, and we'd love to get uh, Brooke back into the studio. Um, we think the following classes would be great for her. Let me know if you have any questions or if you want to get registered. Or you can make it even shorter and say, hey, so-and-so, it's me from this studio. We missed having so-and-so in class. Reply yes, and we'll send you an email with information to register. Um, yeah. yeah. I think there's the... I think the idea is to make it seem very personal, like it's just for that person, if possible. Mm -hmm. 
and then also make it super easy for them to go to the next step. You don't want the question to be like, what are you doing with your life? And, and how does dance fit into your schedule? And you don't want to complicate things. You want, right. it's kind of like a landing page. You mm -hmm. want the, the, the reader of this text to make one, one decision out of two choices, yes or no. Right, exactly. So I pitched this to Kathy the other day and she was super excited about it. And Kathy's my office manager. And she, what we decided to do was um, batch them in like uh, batches of 10 because her concern was if she printed out a report of say, I don't know, 50 people or a hundred people. And then by the time she got to number 99, that person may have just organically reached out to us anyway, because we're in registration. So mm -hmm. she didn't want them to get an, a text that made them feel like we weren't paying attention to the fact that they just registered yesterday. So here's a rule that I have in my studio or in my office where anytime you reach out to a family, whether it's by email, by phone, um, whether it's they're scheduled to come in in person for something or now by Google text, um, or Google texting through Google voice, whatever it's called. Um, my rule is always look up their account first to see if they're currently registered, when the last time they were registered was, if they have a balance on their account, um, you know, if they've recently purchased tights or any, any kind of context that you can have. And in the notes section of each account is where you can also keep things like, oh, they're going on vacation from this day to this day. And then you know not to contact them during that window of time. But I always say, you know, if you're about to reach out to a family, look up their account first. So you have all that contextual information before you, you know, ask if they want to register. And then they're like, oh, we just did. Yeah. That's and then, and then you make a fool of yourself. <laughs> yeah. It just makes you look like you're not paying attention to them mm -hmm. and that it's not actually a personal text. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we got already, um, I, I poked my head in there the other day. So I got an email notifying me that a couple people had replied. So even though I didn't send them out, I got the email and then I, um, I opened it up and I, and I saw the interactions and I was able to respond a little bit and it seemed like I was responding as Kathy, but it didn't really matter because we're both the same. And, um, yeah, so, so far a small handful of people have, um, said that they are, you know, ready to get the ball rolling to return. So that's great. I, I think that's great. And, it, and it's so easy for people to be like, no, thank you. And there's like no hard feelings and just move on. Right. Exactly. And, and I think people, a couple of people said, oh, we've moved out of the area. And it's like, right. oh, best of luck, best wishes. And then you can take them out of your system. Exactly. You can take them out of your system. You can take them out of your MailChimp. You can delete their email from your database and you don't have to bother them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, love, love that. I will keep you posted on how, how, yeah. and I would love to hear how it's going for you too, if you try it. Yeah. Oh no, we're definitely doing it. We're going to start it up next week. In fact. Yeah. All right. So our second idea is a very simple postcard. Um, Robin, have you done this to students who haven't registered yet? I did because during 2020, you suggested this. Mm -hmm. We were trying to get people back in the fall of 2020. And I thought it was a great idea and I did it. And I did get, um, I did get quite a few people come back. That's great. Not as much as we hope to get this year because, you know, people were still slow last year. People were yeah. And oh, yeah. I feel like it's a different vibe this year. Um, 
But what I love about this is, you know, people don't get mail that often anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets a million emails and you even get a lot of Facebook messages, you know, like just cluttering up those channels. But now mail is almost empty. So let's And especially if you address the mail to the student and not to the parent and then the kids like, oh, my God, I got mail. This is so exciting. <laughs> yeah. And how awesome would it also be for the kid if they're face or their dancing little body was on the postcard. Exactly. So so yeah. So when I do the postcard, basically on the, on the front, it's, um, it's like as many pictures as I can fit on the front and, um, you know, so that they're still legible and you can tell who it is. Um, So I put tons of pictures and then it just says over top, we miss you. And then what? pictures of kids in class, mostly pictures of kids performing. And what I'm going to do this year is do a combination of pictures from my 2020 recital and my 2019 recital. So I have some masked kids and some unmasked kids um, and have pictures of kids who I'm targeting with this postcard specifically. So, you know, looking through my unenrolled list and seeing, oh, there's Grace. She hasn't registered yet. Here's a picture of Grace from 2019 recital. Boom, drop it in the postcard layout. Um, On the back of the postcard, it says, our dance family just isn't the same without you. And then, um, you know, we're still registering, we're accepting registrations for the, for the fall dance season visit us online or email or email or call for more information. Um, and then I have a little bit of blank space to write a personal handwritten note. And that can be from me. It can be from another teacher. Um, but usually I write something like, um, you know, Grace was so amazing on stage in 2019. We can't wait. We hope that you're, um, that you feel comfortable coming back again this year. Um, we can't wait to see you or something along those lines. I haven't quite figured it all out for this year, but I think having a handwritten portion and then sign it too, sign it. So I would sign mine, Miss Casey. Um, that's, re- that's really impactful. Having a handwritten note is really, um, that really shows a lot that you care. And, and if you're having your team, if you're having a team meeting and you're mm-hmm. living long, you could even divvy out the postcards to different team members during the right. meeting. Like and- you can go through class by class and say, all right, all of Mary's students who didn't re- re-enroll, let's address these postcards, give that stack to Mary. All right, all of so-and-so's students that didn't re-enroll, give that stack to so-and-so. And that way, everybody gets a nice little note, handwritten note, and you're not stuck with doing all of it yourself. Yeah, and those teachers might have something pertinent to say. Right, like, oh, right. I like I, I can't wait to hear more about your new kitten. Yeah. Or remember when you totally nailed your double pirouette finally? <gasps> yeah. Something yeah. that's super personal. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So that's our second idea is postcards. And I recommend getting them printed at somewhere like um, Vistaprint or psprint.com or what's, um, do you use another one, Robin? Who do you use? I use a local guy. Okay. Yeah. And definitely, you know, reach out to your local printers as well. I use, um, a local company for my, um, recital programs, but it was just so much cheaper this year to get them printed online. So I went with online, but I think I'm going to go back to my local printer because I'd rather support a local business, you know, but I think I'm going to go back to them and just say like, Hey, I'd like to support you. What can you do for me with this kind of order? You know, what kind of pricing can we look at? 
And the more proactive you can be, the more ahead of the game you can be. Like start start designing this postcard now. Um, so that way you can have it to the printer in like a week. And then you can start addressing them, you know, once you receive them in another week. And then you can start sending them out, um, you know, at the beginning of September or the middle of September. But that way you're not waiting. But what I did last year was I waited too long. I waited until like October to send them out mm. and we didn't get a whole lot of return on them. But I think if you start sending them out now um, or at least start making it now so you can start sending them out in September, um, then you'll have a better return on that. Yeah. Another strategy could be to purposely wait a little bit and see who doesn't come back and hit them up at the um, end of soccer season. Mm, that is also a good strategy. When does soccer season end for you in your area? I feel like it ends like mid to end October. So mm -hmm. at the beginning of October, parents are starting to think about what's next. Right. So if they start getting the postcards in the beginning of October, then their wheels are turning and they might not come back to class right away, but at least they're registered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's a good idea. All right. So our last idea is, you know, there's the traditional open house concept that we all have done very in various um, forms. But what I like to do is make it kind of a general concept that can hit all the bases and doesn't really require any special um, effort on the part of me or my team. Yeah. So what we do is we take the last week of summer classes, which is usually the week before school starts, and we... Um, you know, the whole time that we're there, which is three to nine, Monday through Thursday and nine to three on Saturday, um, we just call those, you know, open registration, open house, um, whatever you want to call it, sparkle, sparkle days, call it whatever you want. But just you already have people coming to class. So there's already going to be energy and there's already going to be people buzzing around um, and you can invite the public or our returning students or non-returning yet students to come and try a class or, you know, maybe they don't need to try a class because they've already tried a class. Maybe they can try a class in a new level or a different style. Um, but you could also, you could encourage them to come in for in-person registration. Another thing that I've done is I market my in-person registration appointments as VIP tours. So I've got a nice little graphic that my designer made and it looks like the red carpet and, you know, the, the red velvet ropes and it's VIP studio tours. I use this all the time and um, they can schedule on Calendly or through another scheduling app to come in. They, it makes them feel like they are um, scheduling a special appointment, but you're there anyway. So you didn't have to make a special trip out to the studio or hire a special team to do this. And by having them schedule it, it's an appointment. So you're not going to have 10 people walk in the door all at once. Right. Because what I always run into in open houses is, you know, maybe it's just me and one teacher and one admin person. And it's like, we are sitting around doing nothing for three hours, but like staring at each other and twiddling our thumbs. And then it always happens where all of a sudden at the last 30 minutes, 12 people show up and then we're scrambling to help everybody at the same time. And we're, you know, let people are falling through the cracks or somebody walks in and sees the crowd and then leaves. So having them scheduled means you're not frantically going from one family to the next saying, I'll be with you in one minute, you know, and then they're there for 15 minutes waiting. Like having it scheduled means that you can give all of your attention to one family at a time. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And really, then that means you can deliver the customer service experience that you want your customers to have. Right. Yeah. Right. And by doing it this way, you can sit down with a family and say, hey, what's going on in your life since the last time I saw you? You can you can gauge what their comfort level is. Mm-hmm. You can gauge, you know, oh, we've been doing nothing since we saw you last or, oh, we've tried ice skating and, you know, we don't really love it, but we can't wait to come back to dance. But you can really listen to them and you can really try to understand what their needs are and then talk to them in a very personal way about, you know, what class to get them in and what path to get them in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you can also do things like minimally, you can put some balloons out front and you can Mm -hmm. have a little refreshment table and make it seem like an open house. But the reality is you've, you were going to be there anyway. Um, We're doing sparkle days. And so all of our creative kids dance classes um, are open for new friends to try or returning friends who want to come and try again. Um, and we'll have, you know, all this, this theme will just be sparkly all week and it'll be the fairy princess wands and the crowns and the fairy wings. And, and, um, you know, you can go on Amazon or go to a dollar store and and buy some things that you let the kids take home, because of course that always gets little girls very excited. And, um, it's just like a little gift and a little token of your appreciation for them to come out. And what I love about having trial classes on the last day of the summer week is the class is already, the kids who danced all summer already know the routine. They're probably pretty well behaved. And if you have two trial kids come in, they're going to follow along. Whereas if you have a class full of trial kids, it's a little bit harder to keep the order because with preschoolers, um, you know, who knows what they're going to come in with, what kind of energy, right? So we don't want the mom to to be like, oh, well, my daughter didn't even do it. She didn't even participate. But if you've got eight kids who are fully participatory because they've been doing it all summer and they've got a routine going and then two shy kids come in, at least the mom can see on the viewing window how the class is supposed to look. And chances are the children will feel encouraged to just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just feel like that works a lot better than hoping and praying and fingers crossed that more than one kid shows up for that trial. Right. Another way to, to do that is if, you know, maybe your summer session is already over, so it's too late to do it at the end of your summer session. Well, what if you had, you know, like a 30 minute um, you know, sparkle day for ages you know, three to six or whatever it is, you can invite some of your current students, maybe just some of your really exem- exemplary kiddos of that age that you want there in the room to set the tone and set the expectation. Um, just a handful, like maybe three or four. And then that way, when the new trial kids do come in, it's not complete and total chaos. They have someone to, to set the standard. And ask their mommies to stay in the waiting room and make friends and talk, you know. That's a great idea. Oh, like, yes. Oh, my, I see your daughter isn't, part, isn't choosing to participate yet. Don't worry. My daughter didn't participate the first two weeks either. And now look at her. Right. Or just, you know, organically talk about their great experience with your studio. Just, you know, they're getting a free class and then ask them if they would be kind enough to, you know, just mingle in the in the parent lounge mingle in the parent lounge and talk about the experience that they've had at your studio yeah yeah love that yeah and then if you do do an event like that make sure you capture their contact information so that way if they 
you know, our, our goal is to have them register there on the spot the day uh, that they come into the building. But if they need more time or they have to talk to grandma or husband or whoever, um, make sure that you have their email address, you have their phone number, you have their name, you have their kid's name and their kid's age. That way, when you do follow up with them, because you put all of that into pipe drive and it tells you when to follow up, <laughs> um, you have all that information. So you don't have to like ask them the same questions over again. And make sure you put them in your email drip. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have signs around like what I did this year, which I'm so excited about because it seems so techy and I'm not so techy, but <laughs> I did the, the big QR code laminated and put it around my studio. I even put it in on, at the outside of our front door. We usually have a box, like a flyer box that's mm -hmm. so fashioned and we put the flyers in there. And then every once in a while we have to throw them away because they're wet. <laughs> right. Um, I do the same thing. Yeah. So but that's a great idea. Put a QR code on that box instead and then they can just scan it and get your most recent yeah um, save money sure. printing costs oh yeah gosh. so have your QR code make sure that maybe you have some tablets available if someone wants to register on the spot you can just give them a tablet and have them register online um, but if they do not register make sure you put them in your email drip and so the next day they start getting the emails according to their age mm -hmm. um, inc also encourage them maybe maybe you can send them home with a little flyer or something that says, don't forget to like us on Facebook or just keep the communication open so that if mm -hmm. they're not ready now, at least they're going to be, you're going to be in their head. Right. You know, in the weeks to come. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I feel like that's three really good, impactful, fairly easy to implement ideas. So mm -hmm. texting through Google voice, sending out postcards to unregistered families and doing a, a week long or some sort of VIP open house sparkle day uh, situation. <laughs> you can call it what you want. Yeah. Well, I hope that's helpful. Yeah. Um, I hope that um, it's easy enough to organize in mm -hmm. the midst of all your other things. Cause I know studio owners are super busy, but, but um, one of the things that we always um, advocate for here at DSO connect is systems. So you mm -hmm. want to make sure that you can systematize the things you do and then rinse and repeat. So every year, maybe you're adding a new thing and your, your team knows exactly how that thing from last year works. So it moves very easily, but now you're adding a new thing. Yep. So add, think about adding some new things to your registration um, repertoire. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Right. Should should we talk about the new tiers of membership? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right. Before we go, we want to talk about some exciting new developments in the DSO Connect member vault. We are starting now, like literally now, um, we are now offering two tiers of membership, um, the basic plan and the pro plan. And each of them includes all of the amazing content that we deliver monthly, um, done for you social media graphics, our task calendar, which has been a lifesaver for me. I don't know how many times I open up my laptop at my desk to get some stuff done. And I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to be working on today? Well, pull up the DSO Connect task calendar and it tells you, oh, it's November. You got to be doing this, that, and the other thing. Um, so that's really great. We do our monthly live content calls. And then we also have our monthly implementation calls where we all sit down together and get stuff done. Um, and then now with our new 
two tiers, part or all of your ticket to next year's retreat is included. So with the basic plan, you get 50% off one ticket to the 2022 retreat. And with the pro plan, you get one free ticket to the 2022 retreat. And we're so excited about this because we listened to our clients and our customers and, and our members. And what we heard was it is harder to come up with a large chunk of money at one time, especially in the spring. Um, when you're getting ready for summer, maybe your expenses for recital have gone up. So your bank account is a little bit low. So we wanted to make it easier for people to join us at the retreat because it is such a huge, impactful and, and beneficial event. Um, you know, we had so many of our of our members at the retreat this year, just like talking very genuinely about how much it has helped them and how much the group has helped them. Um, and so we want to make sure that we can get as many people involved in that as possible. So by making it part of the monthly membership, we're hoping that more people will have access to this incredible event. If you want more information or you're ready to sign up, go to our website, dancestudioownerconnect.com and click on the member vault tab for more info and to sign up. And if you have questions about any of it, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, dsoconnect6 at gmail.com is our email address, or you can message us on Instagram or on Facebook. You can also talk to us in the community group, DSO mm -hmm. Connect community on Facebook. And if you're on our email list, you will have start you will be receiving a series of emails talking about the retreat and we're going to be revealing the location which is amazing this year next and year the, and the dates yeah so you'll so we have all that um already planned and that'll be published really soon so that way you can start planning now like for me i'm just going to close my studio for that whole week yeah. So that way I don't even have to worry about it. You know, that way it's not an issue of like getting subs and having front desk coverage and all of that. Like we're just going to be closed and it's going to be fine. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm so excited. Please check your emails so that you can get all the information and yes. All right. Meet more people next year. Yeah. Robin, what's your heart happy moment? So my heart happy moment uh, yesterday, today's my wedding anniversary. Actually. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank happy you. anniversary. How many Thank years? You. I've been married 22 years. And oh, the only way I can remember it is because it's the number of years that my son is old. So my son, <laughs> Alex, um, is tw turned 22 in May and we got married like a month or two after he was born. So that's how I can remember how many years. But nice. anyway, we're here in Florida and we kind of have a little routine that we do when we go to, when we have a beach day. And um, my husband and I, we like routines. <laughs> so um, it's very old lady and old man of us, I think. But we, we drive to Fort Myers Beach and, you know, we have our same parking lot that we park in all the time. And then we walk to the bathroom because we've been driving for half an hour. And then we walk across the beach and pick up shells. And then we stop at the coffee place because it's hot. And we can sit in the air conditioning and we have an acai bowl. And then we walk back to the beach and walk a little bit more. And then we end up at this restaurant, that restaurant, this restaurant. Have We order the same thing every time. And then we go home. <laughs> That sounds lovely. And uh, this particular time we're at the restaurant and this young girl who was the waitress, we were like her only table. So she, she should have just pulled up a chair and talked with us. 
she was absolutely lovely. She was like the age of one of my sons. And um, she, we just talked for literally, I like know her whole life story. I know oh my gosh. her grandmother's names and everything, but um, it was just a, it was just a really nice day. I mean, that sounds day. awesome. Yeah, it was very nice. And it was nice to spend the day just with my husband. It was nothing special, but it was like, this is us. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. What about you? Um, I think my heart happy moment was definitely when I got home from Florida. I finally, I mean, you know, took two flights and then the shuttle to the parking lot and then driving back home. And it felt like it was a it felt like it took forever to finally get home and then to see my dogs and my cat and it was just like oh yay my babies and they were all very excited to see me so yeah you know they were like I would imitate the sound they make but it would it would destroy your eardrums because it's so (laughs) high-pitched but it's the simple things in life right right yeah be grateful for Mm -hmm. um sometimes it's just the the littlest things that right. are part of our day to day that we need to acknowledge and appreciate. And- oh, and I came home and there, like the dining room table was practically full of tomatoes from our garden. <gasps> Beautiful. So many tomatoes. I know it's really exciting. Tell yeah. our listeners the story about the picture that Josh sent you while you were here in Florida. About oh my God. He, so he was also out of town. So we had a house sitter, um, but he got back before I did and he, sent me a picture of our living room that he said, this is what I came back to more of Cora's handiwork. And Cora is our dog who is just very rowdy and and demanding. And it was a picture of our TV knocked off of the entertainment stand, like cantilevered against the edge of it and on the floor. And I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) Cora. But the, the best part of the story is that she, I think if I understand it right, she was so excited that he was coming home, that she mm-hmm. was maybe like looking out the window behind the TV. Yes. And she just got so excited that she- <laughs> She like exploded from the windowsill and knocked over the TV. Like it wasn't like she, he came home and she had already done that. It was like, she saw him out the window and got so excited for him to come home that she just knocked over the hell, the television. So the emotions that that dog must have been going through, like, oh my god, I'm in so much trouble, and but oh my god, I'm so happy he's home. <laughs> All at the same time, she was probably so confused. Yeah, poor girl, she's always confused. <laughs> All right, well, it was good to talk to you. I'm yeah. Float in the pool, and I think I'm going to finish up this tequila that we opened a couple days ago. And that sounds awesome, Margarita. And goodbye to my Florida house for now. Say goodbye to the pool for me. I will. All right, I will see you soon. All right, thanks everybody for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and be sure to join the DSO Connect community group on Facebook for lots more conversation and content. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.